Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Residual Bulldog Podcast. In this episode, I want to break down my last week and a half where I did some amazingly cool, fun things, um, some with my family, some at a mastermind where I got to hang out with some people that were making over a million dollars a month, um, and also an event that I went to in Las Vegas, an experience that I had that completely changed my world. Um, it's going to be a fun episode, so I can't wait. Let's just Let's just get started. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dan McCabe, and um, I appreciate you, as always, for hopping on the episode. I had what I would consider, I don't know, uh, one of the most life-changing last 10 days of my life. It was it was incredible on so many different levels. It was hard because I needed to be away from the family, or at least most of the family, for a good part of that time. Um, I was able to bring, um, actually, if you listen to last week's episode, we were on our way back from... Cleveland, Ohio, me and my son Jax, um, the 10-year-old, and we went to go see the Seahawks uh, Cleveland Browns game. He's a big Seahawks fan. We wanted to go do something. Uh, that sounded like fun. It's like we, we like to try and catch a Seahawks game every year, and I say that now that we've done it two years in a row, but my goal is to do it every year and have it be something that he wants to do for the rest of his life is the goal as the parent. But um, going out there and creating those memories, I had an absolute blast doing that. So that's part of it. I've already talked about that, though. You can feel free to go bounce into that last episode and check that out if you like uh, more about that experience. After that, we got home on Monday afternoon, and I had a little bit of time at home where I had to get a whole bunch of work done in preparation for leaving Tuesday morning, um, in which I did not get back until this Monday morning. Um, right now where I'm recording this episode, so almost a week. But Tuesday I left and I went to Boise, Idaho to be in a platinum level mastermind group with a lot of ClickFunnels users. And these were like big shots. These were big dogs. You need to qualify to get into this group. And I qualified to get into the group, but I am the first to admit that I was on one of the lower tiers in that group. That group had some smart people. And anybody who listens to this show on a regular basis knows that I am very pro-network marketing. I love the industry of network marketing. I feel like we have done some cool things in network marketing until, until I met this woman. And um, I'll leave nameless for now. If anybody wants to ask me personally, I'll tell you who it was. But um, we'll leave nameless on the podcast anyways for now. And I'd like to have her on sometime. And who started network marketing from being a stay-at-home mom 12 years ago and has built an organization to 5 million people. And from what I gathered, um, unless I misunderstood something, um, I believe she was making over a million dollars a month in network marketing, which is insane. It's insane. It was so cool, though. But then I randomly got uh, paired into her group for the two days of the mastermind. We, we had you know tons of sessions that were like the entire room of like 40 of us who attended. And then we'd go into these breakouts of four people, which our group only had three. So it was me, um, her, and this other guy named Eric. And um, and Eric was great too. So <laughs> Eric, if you're listening to this, I mean, you were both phenomenal. But um, the story of her was just amazing and incredible what she created. So I got two days of really getting to like pick her brain and talk to her about everything that she built. And it came down to a few few big concepts to me that I've been preaching for a long time while we've been building um, our own team that kind of goes overlooked at the corporate company level for most network marketing companies. And um, a lot of times the big companies can't do what I'm going to tell you here, what she has done from a corporate level. It's designed to be done at a team level. And so the companies at a corporate level can't normally do it. 
And unfortunately, a lot of teams don't do it either. And some of these teams, you know, these team leaders are making a million dollars a year and they don't do this stuff. And I don't get it. But, um, you know, here's the, here's a few of the things. First, first and foremost, I mean, this stuff is just sales 101. It's um, network marketing 101. You need to create value above and beyond what you are selling in order to make it a no-brainer. Easy enough. You know, we have that in our company. The company that I work in, we have that. And especially after this last weekend being at an event that they were hosting and some new products they came out with, we have that. We have stuff where we can literally give away product and... Um, if they use the product, the savings that they get can come back around and we can make money. We don't even need to charge them anything, but if they use the product um, and they use our vendors and our resources, we make money off those marketing dollars. So we have the product that is a no-brainer for people to get. Um, what I have found us um, lacking in which I've spent so much time building within my team, and when I say lacking, I mean lacking above me in our upline, and the thing that frustrated me the most was um, building out the community and the onboarding and the onboarding being what do you do when somebody buys a product what do you do when somebody joins your team like how do they get started and what kind of systems do you have in place because systems and processes which are essential for building any business including your network marketing business seem to get left out of most network marketing businesses so we worked really hard at Residual Bulldog building our team and making sure we have systems and processes in place for people to get all the information they could ever need, get any questions they need answered, get any support with anything they need um, available and at their fingertips at any given moment. So, But it was lacking from the team above, and it, it's so crucial. It's so important. I watch the churn um, of people that don't have that, how quickly their people quit, and it is pure insanity um, compared to the retention that... Um, this woman was getting over 12 years. Everybody she has signed up, she said her retention was still about 85%. That is ridiculous. Over 12 years? It's insane. Like it, It's almost not believable, but it can be done if you build the proper onboarding systems and then on top of that, create the culture that people want to hang out in which is, you know, from a team level, that was something that was lacking in my upline when I joined. That's why, you know, I don't want to say I was forced to create Residual Bulldog, but I felt like something else was needed if we really wanted to serve our people at the highest level. So that's what we did. We developed that. So it was really good um, confirmation for me that we were going in the right direction. And I knew we were, and I believe we are. And I like what we're doing. I like what we're doing with our product and um, the company that we are involved with. I think it, it is all very, very promising. And um, I believe that the opportunities for us are endless because of the fact that, as far as I can tell, we are the only team that are instilling such a robust onboarding process and a culture um, for people to succeed in. So, <clears throat> uh, excuse me. So in addition to that, um, you know, I want to talk about from from that trip to Boise, Idaho, which was life-changing in so many different levels. Um, but, but between that, I mean, I was really there. Um, they, they wanted all of us to create, not create, but identify a problem that we have. And then by the end of the event, you know, figure out what is our solution? How do we want to solve this problem? You know, we got two days with some of the smartest entrepreneurs in the entire world there. The resources were there for us to solve our problems. Now, I am an entrepreneur to the core. I'm not a big fan of details. And as much as I know systems and operations are imperative to success, 
I, um, it's not something that I enjoy sitting down and creating. And sometimes it's so much so that I'm so entrepreneurial that I, I have trouble seeing that, you know, that de that level of detail within my business, the detail of what needs to be created as opposed to, you know, just the really high level, hey, we're here and we're going here that I like to talk about and the big ideas and the big strategies, but getting down to the details of those strategies is tough for me. And so that's what I kind of went there with a focus on is like, you know, I want to refine and make our systems and processes bigger, better. I want to be able to empower our team to manage um, their people better. I want to be able to empower them confidently and make sure that they are all successful. So, <clears throat> so that's what I set out to do. And I believe I accomplished that. I got my head wrapped around um, through just some really intense focus over that couple days I was there. I got my head wrapped around you know, the vision going forward, um, how to speak with our people, how to get them to help start creating the proper, you know, the proper systems processes that work for them that are trackable and manageable by me, not necessarily being a manager or needing to do micromanaging stuff that I hate, but how do you set up those basic metrics that they know they can follow. So, so it, it was super cool. Now, while I was at this event as well, I met a uh, former NHL hockey player, was in the league for 10, 12, 15 years, quite a while, had a very successful career in the NHL, um, short of he had a few too many concussions from what I understand, and it, it created some really um, almost catastrophic, catastrophic at the time, like health um, health issues for him, and he needed to deal with those. And um, ultimately what brought him back around and where he's at now is he's become a meditation and mindfulness coach, which was um, he's super interesting to talk to, how he went from being so driven to get to the NHL in the first place. And this guy worked harder than anybody I'd ever heard of, really, to get to the NHL. He was never the biggest the biggest kid and or necessarily known as the best kid growing up, but he just practiced his butt off. And he was telling us stories about how on his own, without anybody telling him to do this, and this is such a such a um, parallel to what people need to be doing in their businesses anyways. But every day, regardless of, um, he lived in Canada, rain, shine, snow. Um, he had a net set up in his backyard with a piece of plastic and he would shoot pucks off of it. And every day, he would go shoot a minimum of 100 pucks. He said he started doing that when he was seven years old and never missed a day. So imagine if you did that in your business. What could possibly happen? So... So the guy had an incredible work ethic, but these concussions derailed his career and then ultimately, you know, drove him out of the league and he needed to take care of that because they are a very, very big deal. And meditation was his path to getting back to feeling normal. And now he does coaching around that. And we were talking about it. Meditation is something that I have played around with a little bit lately. Not as much as I would like. I, I certainly have been trying. Um to do it more and understand it, but I I have a hard time getting out of my own head, which is kind of what meditation, um, you know, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher talking about meditation to anybody here who actually understands it, um, who's listening to this podcast. I'm gonna butcher it to a certain extent, but this is my own journey, and that's what you guys are listening to. So I can butcher it a little bit and just tell you what happened over the weekend. But I'd always kind of had trouble like getting out of my own head because my brain's always going a mile a minute. Ever since I was a kid, I would lay awake late, late at night thinking about things and whatever it was. And it, it carried on to my adult years through entrepreneurship and everything else. I have a hard time sleeping. I always have. And 
So meditating was always tough because I have a hard time shutting my brain off. And I still spend that time. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm sitting there. Maybe my eyes are closed. Maybe I've got very calming music on. But still, for some reason, I am um, thinking about something else that needs to get done when I do open my eyes. Well, I, over the weekend, I was in Las Vegas. And I make a point whenever I'm in Las Vegas now to um, create a little bit of extra time and go out to Red Rocks Canyon. It's one of my favorite places in the entire world. It's 25 minutes off the strip. If you've never been there and you've only been to Vegas and gone to the strip, get your butt off the strip, go out to Red Rocks and check it out. It's just gorgeous out there. And it's so calming and relaxing and quiet, unlike the strip. And you get to walk out of Red Rocks Canyon and not smell like a cigarette, which is also really nice. Um, but so I went there the first day and I went on a pretty big hike for about three hours had a lot of fun. It was just kind of walking by myself in the quiet, and I enjoyed it. The next day, I decided to go back. I took uh, there. They had a two and a half hour break at the event I was at, the conference I was there for our network marketing company. I took a little bit of an extended break, drove back out there again. Um, I, I knew which speakers were coming up, so I decided I was going to miss a speaker or two, and um, go out there again. And I climbed to the top of Red Rock. Like it was high, and it was probably stupid. Um, from a safety level to a certain degree that I went as high as I did and as far as I did kind of being out there by myself. But um, but I did it. So is what it is. And I got up there and I was checking, um, just kind of looking around, taking it all in when I kind of just felt compelled. To, like, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to sit at the top of this rock. And as I was sitting there, I, I closed my eyes and I found myself naturally kind of going into this meditative state. And I don't know how to explain this. So anybody who knows more about this than me, which is a lot of anybody who does this on a regular basis. Um, and I found myself with my eyes closed, kind of just thinking about all the things I had going on. How do I create focus around my days? How do I create focus around the company? What do I do next? Where do I need to go from here? What do I need to do after I leave this mountain? And like I, like I was kind of thinking about those things, but at the same time, um, I somehow reached this different level of thinking that I've never been to before. And it was almost like it was up above out of my head. And the weird thing was, and some people are going to think I'm crazy and that's fine. Some people are going to be like, yeah, that's happened to me too. Some people are going to be like, hey, I need to go start trying to meditate um, because I want to figure out this feeling again because I got out of my head and I, I don't know if I was sitting there for two minutes or 20 minutes. No idea which was crazy, but all of a sudden, like, I felt compelled to, like, open my eyes up, and I looked down, and I'm like, whoa, I'm up high, <laughs> and I was like, but so I looked down, and I just, like, started looking around, and I had this crazy euphoric sensation throughout my entire body, better than any of the crappy drugs they sell on the street in Vegas, not that I've ever taken any of the drugs that they sell in Vegas, but it was like, it was like a drug, I'm like, I want more of this, what is this, what's going on in my body right now, and, and that was it, so I actually, I, uh, I sat there for a few more minutes. I stood up. Actually, oddly, I needed to get a little bit more uh, exercise in for um, another challenge that I was a part of. So I actually kind of worked out up on the top there for a little bit, just kind of enjoyed it and like, you know, push up squats and just some things and just kind of had like my own my own moment up there. But then, um, yeah, I wandered back down and got back down, climbed my way back down, um, which was all in all really, really good and really incredible. And then I got back and I got back to the event in time and I got there in time for a keynote speaker who I did want to see, who had a message that I wanted to hear. And I didn't know what his message was going to be going into it. But sure enough, while I was there, it was like, it was crazy how, you know, being an entrepreneur and I, um, I usually 
emotionally reserved person, I will say. Some people might say I have no emotions. I'm just very business-minded, logical thinking. But it was like, it was crazy. They were getting into different stories and things like that. And I was getting tears in my eyes. I'm like, man, I didn't know this happened to me. But at the same time, I was like in such a happy state and a calm state. It was it was absolutely incredible. So highly encourage you guys to give it a shot for yourself. I don't know if you'll get there. I don't know how to direct you how to get into that place. Um, from what I understand from people that I have talked to is it takes practice. And I am by no means the practiced person yet. But I do know that if I keep trying it, I'll keep getting better. So I'm going to continue along that journey. So uh, it was just, it was, a, it was an incredible 10 days. And I wish you know, for all of you that when those opportunities come up that you take advantage of them. It was hard being away from the family for that long. I know it was hard on my wife having to take care of the three kids for that period of time. And I appreciate her for everything that she does and that she was able to do, um, hold down the house while I went on this journey with myself. But being able to go to that game in Cleveland with my son was something I will look back on and remember forever. Being at that event to that platinum mastermind event and hanging out with some of the people i needed to be there i needed to hear their stories i needed to hear their journeys i needed to pick their brains and then the experience in vegas between the the meditation and being at our company's event and just strengthening my belief in everything that we are doing it was just necessary it just it had to happen so i canceled a couple other trips coming up just because um you know it's that was part of the um enlightened focus that i created while i was gone so i'll be around a little bit more for for that and be around for the family, which is, you know, part of the journey is making sure that we are, we are around the ones that we love and uh, want to spend time with and care about and we take care of them. So anyways, that's my story for today. I'm sticking to it. Um, I, you know, I forgot to tell you guys at the very beginning, but um, if anybody wants to become a part of the conversation, you just need to go to residualbulldog.com and we can help get you started on your own kind of residual journey. Um, you can fill out a quick survey that is right there on the front of the homepage. It'll pop up there for you and we'll make sure you get started in the right place with where you are at in your life. And um, yeah, we'd love to see you over there. Hit the contact us button, pop over, see us on social media, become a part of the conversation and anything that we can do to help you out, uh, we would love to do and we'd love to serve you. So, all right, with that being said, I am Dan McCabe. You've been listening to the Residual Bulldog Podcast. I appreciate you as always. And until next time, thanks a lot. <laughs>